Pastors podcast, people. I'm Pastor Nathan. I'm Pastor Theo. And uh, this is your chance to listen in on a conversation between the two of us about some topic. So um, it is April 30th. Time's flying. We finished the first month of uh, COVID quarantine, so... One more month to go, at <laughs> least. At least. <laughs> Land markers, man. <sighs> you doing okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm eager eager to feel the sun with friends again, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so today, what are we going to be talking about? Uh, we're talking about uh, busyness, uh, being consolidated in our life how do we live a life that's uh busy doing good things for the lord but not stretched so thin that we end up not really doing any one thing particularly good um it's not really uh something that i've thought a whole lot about but i know like you you've uh this is something really big for you um yeah, so I guess you could say how to consolidate your life or how to not go crazy and be pulled a thousand different directions. Um, yeah, so as we're having this conversation right now, are you uh, are you also like looking at your Twitter feed? Uh, not right now, I'm not. No. no. Also, also, like what? I don't have Twitter, so. Okay, good for you. <laughs> Do you have Facebook? I have Facebook. Facebook and I have an Instagram account and that's about the extent of my social media okay how often would you say you look at those uh, I would say like it's definitely a significant amount of time I don't think it's gotten crazy yet but uh, but I could do better with it, my guess is. It definitely does pull us. I uh, I noticed myself, uh, I was having a phone conversation the other day with my mom, and I don't think she listens to this, so I can say this, but uh, I love her to death, and, I, and yet I felt my heart wanting to, at the same time, uh, scroll through my, my uh, it was Twitter or Facebook or something. And I just thought, why am I doing this? Hmm. But it's that idea of multitasking, which I know study after study has proven is a myth. Like mm -hmm. you can't, you can't do it. Yeah. You, you simply cannot be two places at once. You cannot in mentally be two places at once. So you actually don't, in productivity terms, you actually aren't more productive when you try to multitask. And, and, and then more importantly, in relational terms, you know, you can't uh, fully be present with someone mm. if you're distracted and pulled in different directions mm. um and yet our culture is is a culture of just incessant um clamoring for our attention that is just it's just pulling at us from from a million different angles and i think that we're disintegrating as a result mm. um and so i think i want to have just a conversation to kind of think through how do we how can we be aware of that and, and, and encounter that so that we can integrate our lives more and uh, be fully human <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. in this, this world of, of 24 hour news cycle and, and social media and all that stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we, you know, we, if I'm kind of understanding like so the way like you're framing this, like we live in a world that, um, is very, very blessed with a lot of resources and stuff like that, but is constantly trying to tell us to like, Hey, this is important. I, uh, you need to do this. You need to, uh, be, be aware of the news. You need to be aware of, uh, you know, like your friends from around the world who like have lives going on. You need to know what they're doing. You need to know what's going on, uh, you know, and how to be healthy, how to be fit, what's going on in, in this world and, and all, and all these bunch of different things and, um, all good. But if we try to pay attention to all of these things and everything that's going on around us, um, we really can't focus and dedicate ourselves to one or two of these things very well. Uh, well said. I think that's the case. So how, how do you make those decisions? Because, um, I mean, I've, I've, I will talk about this in a second, I think, but I've tried to limit my social media and tried to, to tighten that circle a little bit. And yet still, I think I could eke out a full-time job if someone was willing to pay me to work 40 hours a week or, or, or more at just keeping up with Twitter. Hmm. Yeah. I could I could fill the whole day with that, and I, I that's not what God's called me to do. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So uh, if, if we were to like uh, talk about you know uh, biblical priorities of of how we're supposed to be be spending our time and and effort and and energy, uh, what do you think are like sort of the top two or three things that like you think the Lord really wants us to focus on every with all our lives and, and energy? That's a great question. I think, and I'm just, I'm really just flying off, thinking off the top of my head right now, but yeah. um, I think you can make a really clear case from the Bible that uh, that family is important. Yeah. Honor your father and mother. So I have a responsibility, even now as a grown person, to love my mom and dad, to care for them, to, to actually call them and, and listen without being distracted. Uh, to know what's going on there to and then to you know flip that around to my children my wife my my own kids these are my closest neighbors that i'm supposed to love um so we could talk about an idolatry of family and we could we could talk about um ways that that can become a, a crutch or a sure something that, but that, that's probably a different conversation you're just saying what are some biblical parameters? I would say first yeah. family. Yeah, there's a clear responsibility there. And then local church, which is your extended family in a sense, your, your spiritual family mm -hmm. that probably even comes first before your, your biological family. Hmm. Um, but uh, those, those people, and for us right now at Emmanuel, it's 87 other uh, souls that you have a covenant with uh, to know, to care for, to be involved in the, what's going on in their lives, that, that that would take a priority over your best friend from high school that lives across the country that you're Facebook friends with or your favorite celebrity personality or any, anything else, I, I would think. Hmm. Um, yeah, so... 
uh, one one thing that kind of came to my mind when I was just kind of mulling over this question as well is um, uh, we don't you know we we give lip service to this, but I don't think we really uh, think about what the implications of this are. Um, uh, we should also prioritize our, our relationship with the Lord above all of these relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was thinking about, uh, you know, Luke chapter 10 with Mary and Martha. Uh, you see um, Martha doing a lot of stuff and, and she's doing it like for the Lord to, to serve and, and, and love people and all these things. And it's all good. It's, it's all good things. Um, but then you see... Uh, Mary just sitting with Jesus and like learning from him and taking time just to uh, be with him. And I think a lot of times, like, you know, for me personally, just being a, a new pastor and, and thinking about the implications of that, that like I, I, I tend to equivocate like my relationship with the Lord with the stuff I do for Jesus sometimes mm-hmm. um, instead of like, being like no as as important as, as ministry is like uh, your relationship with the Lord really should be bigger than that and um, that should show in how we prioritize time and energy that's a great point I totally I wholeheartedly agree um, I would want to push just a, a little bit or, or nuance that a little bit to point out in that story uh, Mary isn't hanging out with Jesus by herself Hmm. she's in a, a crowded room kind of in a, a communal setting with Jesus learning probably involved uh, yeah relationships that were around her so to p- totally privatize your relationship with the Lord is probably a, a false kind sure. of dichotomy so that, that relationship with the Lord is meant to happen in our in the community and, and specifically the community of your local church yeah that's a good point um so yes, love the Lord and, and love your neighbor, and then but the neighbors that you're to love would be your family, but not at the not over and above the church, and then your your church, and then the church's mission field too, with the thinking about the lost, like um, you know, I, to have a a collective sort of. Uh, outsiders that we are interacting with together as a church that we are tag team evangelizing. Hmm. Um, I think that that can happen most easily in in a geographical sort of framework of church, a neighborhood church to say, I'm going to be concerned about my close intimacies is I'm going to seek to build those within my local church. And that may mean letting go of some or, 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 you know, relegating to kind of a different place in my life of those people that may I may have an intimacy with in the past um, to, to free up time to focus on the local church and then yeah. and then the the people that are I'm supposed to be loving and serving and evangelizing would be those local people not these nameless faceless lost people out somewhere you mm-hmm. know but the real flesh and blood people that live next door that walk past the meeting place that um, could easily come and be part of your church. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
I think that's like, I think those are like pretty good, um, like good principles that we, we should, we have like laid out here. So uh, in your life, you know, you, you've been doing this like a lot longer than I have, but like what ways have like these, these principles shaped the way you like spend time and, and, uh, think about like prioritizing your, your week per se. Yeah. Uh, can I just add one more thing to that? Oh, sure. Maybe yeah. A, no, go ahead, go ahead. Maybe a uh, visual illustration for you. This is from my wife, and I, I use it a lot. Some, some of you might have heard it, but I mean, we're finite people, and so she uh, compares us to like a, a Lego piece. And um, each Lego piece, you know, they're kind of the standard Lego piece has what, six pegs on it or something? But there might be some bigger ones, uh, There's and then there's some smaller ones. But wherever you're at, I mean, you may be wired to have a higher relational capacity than others or not, but you still have a finite number of pegs. Mm-hmm. And each of those pegs represents like a another person that can sort of be a, attached to there. And some people um, need to be like fully on your Lego piece, you know? And some people might be hanging on by one little peg off on the edge. And uh, but you But you can't have... I mean, I might have a thousand Facebook friends. I don't know. I haven't checked lately, but I really don't have a thousand friends, hmm. right? Hmm. And uh, and so just yeah, trying to think through who gets the bigger part, who gets the center part of my Lego piece. Uh, I think we've talked about that a little bit. Hmm. Uh, so what that looks like, I think for me is, um, you know, it's it's really hard for me because. Uh, in our, our church, in our setting, we've, we, we send out a lot of sailors all over the world and they have, they all have a piece of my heart, right? So the longer the church goes on, the bigger this alumni association is of people who has a long, we have a long history together. We've, we've been through a lot together and I, I still want to keep up with them. And, uh, and there's a tug of war there going on, but I realized like I could, I get, I could again make a full-time job out of just sort of keeping in touch with all the the Emmanuel diaspora that's gone around the world uh, and sort of kind of pastoring them. But that's not what God's called me to. And I have mm-hmm. to some way sometimes pull back from those to be able to have energy and capacity and time to focus on the people that are right here, right now, that need love that, that I need to, to know and share myself with. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so for me, when someone <laughs> moves away from the church, they're still my Facebook friend, but I, t- I, I have a setting on, on Facebook of close friends. And, uh, and so the close friends are my immediate family, my brother and sister-in-laws and uh, parents and in-laws and, um, and then church members. So if you become a member of Emmanuel, you get to become a close friend, which means you'll see my my posts. Um, I maybe make one or two posts a year that go beyond close friends. And I, Facebook keeps screwing with me and it's really hard. I've tried to like only see what's going on in close friends lives, but they, they, that that's gotten hard, but I have to kind of relentlessly kind of keep unfollowing people. Even that isn't, it's not a snub, but it just means I, I just can't, I can't be involved in your life. <laughs> it just, cause I guess I'm a, I'm a small Lego piece. As an introvert, probably, I'm a very limited Lego piece, and I got a wife and five kids at home, which pretty much maxes me out. 
so everything else is completely supernatural Holy Spirit and I, I really try to give that to the local church hmm. um, Instagram I think I I don't want to misspeak but that's even more tightly controlled well actually anybody can see my, my Instagram but I only follow people in the church as, as a way to to know what's going on in their lives and uh, be able to have conversation with them about that stuff. I remember one time I found out like several days after the fact that somebody's kid was in the hospital hmm. and I was like, what? How did I not know this? And they're like, oh, it was on Facebook. And I think that's when I actually realized I need to get on this Facebook thing hmm. as a way to love the people, not, you know, my, my great aunt and uncle twice removed and their political opinions but the people in my church I want to know them and what's going on in their life so hmm. there's some practical thoughts not necessarily prescriptions but may hopefully can provoke people to think a little bit about their social media use yeah and obviously I think you know um, I, I, I do and, and you can you can push back on this if you think I'm, I'm overstating this a little bit but um, you know, there are like ebbs and flows and seasons of life where things just get busy for whatever reason. And, you know, I'm thinking about like different, different medical students or something like that who like have to, uh, for like, like, you know, a few, uh, like a few months have to like dedicate like a significant amount of time to like, uh, doing rotations or, or things like that. Um, so it's hard to, you know, make broad, like rigid rules of like, this is how you have to do it every time in every scenario. Mm -hmm. um, but um, at base, like you should always like, I guess, try to think and pray and live in such a way that you are trying to do your best to, to love the people around you as best as you can. I think of Yeah, moral proximity. Hmm. And we, we want to escape because it's easier. Sometimes the people that are in around you at the in you know, and the members of the church aren't easy hmm. to hang out with. They're not your your gravitational pull towards per se. So it might take some more energy to build that. Um so you want to, you're like, I'm tired. I, I want to just go back to what's easy. But I mean, I think you could do that and then actually never really be present here. Hmm. And I think that that's what's one of the things that's just destroying our society in some ways is this encroaching ever upon us global um, concern. Uh, in uh, Jaber Crow, in um, oh, what's his name? Wendell Berry. Wendell Berry, yeah, Wendell Berry's novel, you know, this the death of this community, uh, this small town, Port William. He attributes some of it to the, the news, hmm. you know, that starts to come in. And now all of a sudden these people are just watching the news of things that are happening out there, way out there, and become less in tune with what's happening in there. And it brings in all these fears and anxieties and big mega forces instead of the the real work of building a, 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 a real community. <laughs> so I think about that often and it's, I know it's so hard because it's just, especially now it's really easy to get 
sucked into what's going on with the economy, what's going on with the World Health Organization, what's going on in, in Italy or whatever, but do we really know what's going on in the Abla homes, hmm. like a stone's throw from our, 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 our church's meeting place? Or do we really know what's going on with our next door neighbors? Yeah. And are we also staying as connected to each other in the body as we might be to, I don't know, old friends that we're reconnecting with somewhere else? Those are some questions I have. Hmm. This is a, I think, um, a parallel from the a book that I mentioned in a previous podcast, a new book called Three Pieces of Glass. Um, he talk, he's talking about a local, uh, a local place that you kind of just put your, your roots down in and you say like, this is home and I'm going to, I'm going to be concerned with the, the local news and the local economy and the, the, the local people of which the church is my local church is part of this. And, uh, and he says that, uh, creating place feels challenging because our imaginations have atrophied over the past few decades. Many of us have traveled and have experienced successful places that seem to enrich the lives of those fortunate enough to live near them. Visiting a quaint park in France, a, a vibrant paseo in Me Me Mexico, or a tree-lined square in Savannah, Georgia can be inspirational. And then we return home to some atrocity called Tremper Plaza. That must be something in his, his town. I mean, or we could just say some of the ugly architecture and strip malls in, in the UIC area, right? Mm -hmm. We come back, which it, it's an ugly parking lot surrounded by strip malls and big box retail stores. And we're shocked by the contrast, but we soon adjust to our disappointment and start planning our next trip to an interesting life-giving place. We never dare to entertain the notion that we might be able to create a meaningful place in our own city or neighborhood. We never consider the fact that those interesting places that we visited didn't fall from the sky, but were imagined and built by ordinary people not completely unlike us. Does that make sense? Hmm, it does. Yeah. And I, th I think you can put that into community. Like we, you know, we can watch uh, TV shows about community and, 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 and escape into that, <laughs> but not realize like that could be we need to be building that into our, our community here with our, yeah. our church, or you can listen to great podcasts or go to great conferences or something like that and come back home and just kind of plan the next time that you're going to go back to have that feeling instead of seeking to sort of buckle down and do the hard work of community here. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, I mean, there, there is a, uh, we're, we're running short on time, so maybe we not, might not be able to tackle this here. But um, just what are your thoughts on the, the fact that like some people that, you know, um, I, th I think we've had this discussion before of like, uh, we want to keep always building towards a community here, a local presence here and stuff like that. Um, but we don't want to be discouraged if that doesn't, come about in our timeline yeah um so there's a lot of people who like want to have that type of vibrant uh, like relationship with their neighborhood and 
and uh, with their church and stuff like that. But it just, you know, for whatever reasons, just never, it, it just, it's just, it feels like an arduous task and it's long for them and, it, and they're, they're just tired from it. Hmm. I'm not sure exactly what you're asking there, hmm. but my first thought, and I might be off top, off base of what you're getting at, but my first thought is just always remembering that we're not in heaven. Mm-hmm. All of our longings for just a, a place where everyone fully knows you and you're fully known and there's longevity and consistency and dedication, like that's a longing for heaven. Yeah. And we, we're just going to get glimpses of it here, that wetter appetite. And so when we try to force heaven on earth, that's when things can get kind of uh, nasty. That was one of my questions too, is like, all, uh, how do we be careful that what I, what we've talked about so far, what I've said, I guess, is doesn't become like a cult <laughs> where you, where we're trying to control people. So you can't have relationships outside of this church or something like that. What would you say? Um, I think you can. make a dedicated effort to love uh, people around you well um, that you've committed to um, without honestly like I even like there's a good question there um, but like kind of like hitting it from the side a little bit if you really prioritize like people then like you, you focus on your community and you do a good job with that. Um, I think there are other things you can let go of, like, I don't know, like whatever kind of weird hobbies or something we have to like spend time with people outside of their committed community as well. Like if you want to spend more time, uh, like with your, your immediate family or something like that, then like, well, maybe you shouldn't watch too much TV or something like that. Um, that's just me hitting that at like a different different angle and stuff like that but yeah um i don't think you know i I, it's just like a church and stuff like that i i don't think it's wrong to to stress this sort of like intentional love and care for each other um i But it could become a problem if, like, you know, we, we tried to, like, force it using, like, right, like, politics or guilt or, like, right. or, or that's shame. When it, that's when it crosses yeah. the line, right? Yeah. It becomes coercive. Yeah. Uh, get, like, legalistic instead of a, a more positive vision yeah. of something that, yeah. that you just sort of throw out there and... and point people towards yeah um and again like like it's it's one of those things like i i think like the vision is good but like how it like applies to individuals and how they live their lives it's it it's not it's not as clean cut it's some of that is just wisdom and, and learning how to live your life well before god i think um so i hope you know as pastors we we can help uh guide people in some of that but uh, yeah it's hard to set like strict rules about some of that. Right. And I mean, and, and everything I just said, 
I say, and, and yet I have really good friends, mm-hmm. uh, really good friends that I still can talk to and pick up with. And, and I still, I need those. Yeah. I need those friends in my life. I need people outside the church that know me that I can talk to. Um, and I'm, we're not saying that you can't have that, sure. but, um, yeah. But uh, just think about maybe how those rela- even those relationships can in some ways not be an escape or a, a rival to, but even in some ways return you back into your your present community with renewed perspective, insight, um, things you can take away. You know, I, I I I do have Twitter. I do follow people. I do go to conferences, but I, I'm always doing it for with an eye towards okay, how's this going to help me? understand people in my church how's this going to help me what can i bring back Hmm. what can i take from this to bring back into strengthening um my local community my local life yeah all right well that's a amazing how fast a half an hour can go and (laughs) we just scratch the surface but hopefully it uh can spark some ideas and we would love to engage around those more with people yeah in, in real conversations yeah, yeah. <laughs> with people in the church yeah. uh we yeah i mean it's a big enough topic that like if we think of another angle or something else to talk about maybe we can circle back to it one day definitely so yeah sounds good hmm. all right uh anything else on your part um uh, I think that's it. Okay. All right. Talk to you guys later. Have a good day. <laughs>